All right, welcome to Old School. Jake Huger, Ben Manquist, Michael Shore. I'm in a strange mood. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood and the stories get me, the news stories get me in a better mood or a worse mood and then Django Unchained or whatever the hell else happens on air. Sometimes I'm in a great mood like I was today and then stories get me in a bad mood. So like Howard Schultz did earlier today, also from also, Joe Biden. Anyway, uh, they like uh, uh, backing off the. Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. Whoa! The cloud macchiato. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> uh, no. What's the the flat white? I couldn't yeah. remember the words flat white. Yeah. No, no. It actually had nothing to do with the flat white, but uh, you know, but letting the White Walkers win is part of it. He he's. Apparently, uh, if Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren wins, he says he's going to get into the race because he has a chance of winning. No, it's just like I'd rather have Trump win so I can keep my goddamn tax cuts. So that's who Howard Schultz is, apparently. Yeah, I disagree with your assessment of of why, but it's really irrelevant. We both he, come out on the side of whatever he's assessing; he's assessing incorrectly. And, yeah, and, and of yeah. course, look, he's, yeah, and I know. Look. He's got a couple of advisors who are probably making a lot of money fluffing him up, telling him, "Oh yeah, Howard, you got this, brother. You got this. First, give and us money." And they a lot get health benefits for part-time work too, which is good. <laughs> right. Good and and by the way, if you don't win, at least all of the rest of our corporate candidates that we back will be in much better shape because you'll have ruined any chance of progressives winning. Okay. Anyways, old school brought to you by shoptyt.com. Too strong. Um, so check that out. Um, okay, uh, but we make a lot of light ones. We make a lot of serious ones. We've got plenty of light topics today too, including fashion. So let me see if I can lighten it up by starting with fashion. Okay, right. I have a new uh, Uger fashion inverse rule, mm-hmm. the old UFIR, UFER. Right. Okay, it's a, it's oh, a UFER. Going to remind me of something. Okay. Good. Yeah, and so what? However fashionable something is. It is equally uncomfortable. Okay, there's a direct proportion between how fashionable something is and how uncomfortable it is. And however comfortable something, the inverse also, the reverse also applies. However comfortable something is, makes it less appealing to the eye. <laughs> well, that's definitely true. But that, yeah. you can't claim that because that's already been claimed. Wrong. I can claim anything I want, Michael. Okay, okay, that's what you and Nate Silver don't understand. That's right. <laughs> and I have no clue of that. So we might get to Nate later. We're definitely going to do Nate Silver and his smear of us <laughs> on tomorrow's show. Did you hear it? Did yeah, yeah, talk? I heard the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, okay. But yes, like sweatpants, comfortable, but doesn't look good. My regular jeans that I wear, very comfortable, happy, thrilled with them. That's why I wear them every day. And I have same kind of jeans and I just switch back and forth, back and forth. They don't look good, they're, they're too loose. And, and I, they probably even look, make me look more all right. But they don't, they, they don't bother me. Whereas I'm wearing these jeans today, which are borderline skinny jeans, yeah. which is totally unacceptable. But <laughs> let's be honest. Anything will look like skinny jeans on me. <laughs> they don't look comfortable. They don't look comfortable. No, they're not comfortable. I, I'm, I'm squished. I'm, I'm right. squished. I'm leaving it at that. Okay? You're right. <laughs> right. And you know that's the other thing about uh, overweight guys. There's no winning. Like that's the one thing I have sympathy for Donald Trump on is when people make fun of his long tie. I know why he does a long tie. You ever seen a fat guy with a short tie? Okay. Yeah. And so I mean, I don't have sympathy on him. Is him. Weirdly, totally needlessly lying about his weight. What does he say? He's 185 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he says he's like 220, whatever he whatever he says, add 50 pounds to it. Okay, so you do the long tie because to cover up your gut. Because if you do the short tie, then it rests on your gut and it's oh god, it's right. so awkward and embarrassing, right? So uh, if if you're if you wear the loose stuff, you look even bigger. You wear the tight stuff, and you wear tight jeans with a loose shirt because you're not going to wear a tight shirt. That's a disaster, right? right? You know how silly an overweight guy looks with tight jeans and a loose shirt. There's no goddamn winning. Why don't you stand up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you should. Uh, uh, you should. You know. You should go the Tony Soprano route. 
With the, the, the dress shirt, like the, the short dress shirt, sleeve not, dress shirt? No, no, you can wear long, whatever, long sleeve. Short sleeve dress shirts, no one should go that no. route. The As substitute yeah, teacher. You know, that road substitute is, teacher. That road is, that road's blocked off, doesn't yeah. it? You think so? Well, have Charlie Sheen I counter with? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good point. Then, yeah, 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 it's a really good point. Rest its right. case. Yeah. No, uh, you know, the, I think that it does match the machete pretty well, though. When Charlie pulls out the cuff, <laughs> I mean, you're talking about how to dress, needing a tie, like wearing a suit. Yeah, remember for a long, long time, you'll see it if you watch Mattis held a movie about us. Uh, I used to wear my dress shirts out, not tucked in. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Then I went to tying them in because we were like. It looks sloppy. It looks weird. It doesn't. Yeah, that, nobody does it. It doesn't look right. Well, first of all, tons of people do it now. Tons. But there's actually a, a company called Untuck It. There's a ton <laughs> company called. Untuck I know. It. I should have just stuck with it. But the the reason why you couldn't do it is because you were wearing a dress shirt designed to be tucked in, untucked in, and that does look sloppy. Yeah, yeah. because it'd be really long. People are like that. Because there are ones that are. Did you wear your yeah. jammies? Or you were wearing a Steeler sweatshirt. Right. <laughs> um, but they're 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 designed not to be tucked in, so they don't go down as far, and they're designed to be worn with a jacket and and even nice pants. And you so, just is gonna, it just the untucked guys, or is it everybody? No, there like there are, are there other places. Yeah, there are other places, you yeah. know. And you, mm -hmm. and if you'll forgive me, if you go to a place like Rochester, big and tall, uh, <laughs> you are forgiven because you know. Unlike Nate Silver, I care about facts. Uh -huh. The facts are, I am overweight. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and they'll tell you, and you'll be like, I don't want to tuck stuff in, and they'll be like, Great, here's your size, here's not tucked in, here's a jacket, right. and give you some nice pants, and, and they give you a suit too. And the great I, thing about LA is you could get away with wearing a suit where you didn't tuck in, and then you just don't wear a tie. Yeah, and then with you know, because you don't definitely, if you're not tucking it in, you can't wear a tie. If you're not tucking in, you can't yeah, wear it. No, no, yeah, no, I think yeah, everybody yeah, agrees yeah, with yeah. that. that, that Even Nate true. Silver would agree to that. I like <laughs> that it's called Rochester Big and Tall, too. It's yeah. like, it's a big and tall show. But just so you know, just so you're absolutely positive, we're going to name it Rochester, too. Because <laughs> right. like, yeah. that, you don't even need to put big and tall on it. It's like Rochester. I hear clothes. Rochester, and I still just think somebody making a phone call in the movies in 1938. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Hello, Ro Hello, operator. Yes, give me Rochester 4416. I hold. Thank you. <laughs> what on God's green earth? Yeah. Okay, I have not watched enough classical movies to know that. No, I think of evidently, yeah, yeah, yeah as yeah. evidenced by the way you structured that sentence. Yeah. They're not classical movies. They're just classic They're movies. Just classic. Yeah. The, the, oh. music, the music is classical. The movies are classic. Okay, oh, yeah. right. That's where I, on, yeah, on yeah. Uh, read. Like when somebody movie. says something funny and it's a great line from the old school, you don't go oh, classical. classical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I might. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. true. Might, he yeah. would. Yeah, and uh, I was just trying to think of what they, what they're called on. Anyway, you, uh, sometimes they're called on Turner. <laughs> yeah, no, not on okay. Turner. <laughs> well, anyway, okay. So uh, Rochester's a good idea. I, no, I think of of course the city, and I think like. Yeah, there's probably yeah, a lot of big right, and tall guys saying. in Rochester, like, yeah. right? And uh, and then it's like almost perfect. Stevedores right? and longshoremen. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know if there's shore there, but yeah, yeah but they're long. Yeah, that's right. So that makes no, that's sense. That's right. Big and long. Yeah, and and so winter. I'm going to do that, Ben. That's an excellent suggestion because I did go to Untuck. I so here's how I shop: a never, right. uh, b shoptyt.com gives me shirts to wear every single day. They sponsor this show. They do. They do. Um, I'm going to send them after Nate Silver. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nate Silver thing is going to become a thing now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's uh, definitely the enemy. That's who we are. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's who we right. ought to be laser focused on. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Look, I, I got it. I got it in this order, right? Yeah. Uh, establishment Democrats number three, Trump number two, Nate Silver number one with a that's bullet. Right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, I, or I walk by a place. And my wife goes, please get something new, please. I'm begging you, right? right? We're in the mall or something. And I went by and untuck it, and I went in. And I'm oh, like, they have a they have storefronts now. Yeah, they yeah. do. And um, at the mall in Century City. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I went in, and of course they don't have my size. Hmm. Yeah. And you could order it, but then that requires effort, so I was done. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that that Rochester. I mean, I assume they have the untucked shirts. But I don't think Rochester. Do you think Rochester would have the untucked? I think like Tommy Bahama. Then then you're moving into the Tommy Bahama zone. Yeah, I know. But then you're like, but then you're wearing like Hawaiian shirts and stuff. You know a little bit, or you're wearing. Yeah, you're. I mean, I think you're you wearing should, like a solid pastel. I think you should mm -hmm. have some nah. of that too. Not Hawaiian shirts, but then casual. That's a little Tony Soprano, like. 
casual. Yeah, I would, but I thought Tony wore short sleeves. They might be, but we're. I'm not. I'm not saying that. You want to roll up some long sleeves? Great, but I'm not. Okay. All right. But you want to get some. Uh, but you okay. might have to ultimately uh, do this uh, in some capacity online. Which mm -hmm. means you just all yeah. it means is you go with your wife, or hell, you go to a tailor and they measure you, and then you order it. And they, I mean, I've ordered some shirts online; they're my favorite shirts. Also, Untuck yeah. It Online might have different offerings than they have in the store too. Yeah, like they I got have, you. Um, all right, but while we're on this uh, fashion, while we're in the, the weekly fashion segment, or as uh -huh. you would say, uh, fashionable segment of. Uh, <laughs> uh, of uh, of old school because I, I swore <laughs> right I was going to talk to you about Silver this. Silver is shaking his head, going classical. This guy's <laughs> criticizing me. He just right. said classical movies. Because if there's one thing Nate Silver's doing, it's watching old school. Yeah. yeah. Got that what right. is what? You know it too, Nate. Shut up. You know you're watching. What's happening here? What is that? Oh yeah, that. Yeah, that. Oh, yo, my new uh, picture on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you're like yeah. a month now. Yeah, yeah. 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 We never How talked about that. that. That's look. true. Yeah, I, 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 it's not, was not my. Really? Not my oh, you don't like it? Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I I'm gotta not, say, I'm not, but I can be convinced. You're I'm not, not sure a fan either. either. Yeah, no. I'm not sure. You're not even, and your name is. First of all, no one in that jacket has ever been described as badass. Like that yeah. is not a really. I don't no, mind the jacket because that's a little. Uh, not, it's not a question of minding the jacket. It's now a sudden minding the jacket when part of a badass picture. Right. Yeah. Um, no. No. Uh, let me explain. So, guys, if you can find the picture and blow it up and put it on, uh, up on the screen, that'd be great. I mean, obviously for the podcast guys, you're not going to see. But go to twitter.com/slash/jankuger. Good luck trying to spell it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, when that went up. Oh, the comments reigned in. Yeah, uh, I, I, and and Wendy was a little nervous for a while because there was a lot of women who were falling into that thirst trap. I, I would, uh, <laughs> I would have to say that I um, that that I it's I haven't seen it blown up like this when I first saw it on my phone. Maybe because it was jarring. And I wasn't ready for it. This is not the jank, you know. This is like right. It, it was, queer eye for I, I, I the straight admit, guy went over to the Uger house, and this is what they yeah, came up so with. Yeah, so there's two things that's jarring yeah, about that and picture. Then if you they know. left, and Jank put on a different jacket <laughs> and took the picture. <laughs> no, no, no. Although I do have a jacket like that, but that's not my jacket. Um, Whose jacket is it? Okay, I'm going to explain. Come on, you guys are nuts. That's like the best picture of me ever, dude. No, if I, that's I, not good enough, that's all I got. No, I, 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 I don't, I don't mind, mind the jacket. I don't, I don't mind the the jank part of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So number one, uh, the reason it's the best picture of me in a long time is because it's Photoshop. Right. <laughs> okay. They they made my jaw incredibly. Yeah. Like you know. Right. Yeah. They the, gave yeah. you like they square gave, jaw. Yeah. Right. They know. gave you the Mankiewicz jaw. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was called the classical. No, no, I, I actually I like it now bigger. I, I think it was more that I was just it was shocking. It was, shocked it, by was it. it was stunning, and it doesn't it does seem a little photoshopped. Just in that it doesn't. Yeah. So no, no, yeah. I'm going to get to that. So it's Photoshop. Number one is Photoshop. So I, they took away most importantly the double chin, mm -hmm. and so gave me more of a square chin, so it looks better. Mm -hmm. And number two, it was. You guys are totally wrong. It was a guys that are way more stylish than you. It wasn't me, right? I did. I went and did a photo shoot that that that, that Praveen, who's head of marketing here, asked me to do. And this this guy's a great professional photographer, and he put that on me. I have another great one with covered in the American flag, like draped in the in the American flag. I don't know what we did with it, but anyway. Um, and he put that on, and I was, and I looked at it because we're all very similar. I was like, "What do you mean he put that on? You meaning he dressed you in those clothes?" Yeah, they, they have all. Oh, clothes. so they didn't Photoshop the clothes in. They they no, gave no, they the just Photoshop. They they, no, they photo edited the photo to make it look better. They, yeah, you know, they didn't have to Photoshop the clothes. They had to Photoshop my face. No, I understand <laughs> that part. I'm saying, did they actually put you in that shirt and jacket? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. They had a rack, and then they went, and they said, "Okay, these are the. Uh, yeah, this is what I, they would I, I look good in." You're both wrong. I mean, and you're way off and colossally wrong. The part, couple of things. One, it might work on somebody else. It's not you. That no, no. That I'm getting to that. All right. So it looks good. It would look better on someone else. I agreed. Uh, and the third thing is that the picture is glossy. So when you see it. It's so not me because I'm that's not right. a glossy guy, right, and I right. don't wear good clothes, and I do have a double chin. So, so when you add all those things, what scream across to you guys in that millisecond that when you first saw it was, right, yeah. this is not jank, right, right, right. And well, also, was, it's not what I've been used to seeing. Right, right. There right. was a degree of what's happening here, right. no question. Right, right. And then right. you see, I, I get all that. I, I, 
they're mistaken about the appropriateness of that shirt jacket combo for it's, him. For I think anyone. Oh, no, but, I think it looks good. No, I, you're I, you're you're wrong. But I, I think I don't, Michael but might I have, have no, the I same have, shirt on. But <laughs> as but, I did in that photo. But it would, say, oh yeah, we're wearing the same <laughs> shirt right now. <laughs> no wonder Michael's yeah. defending me. No, shirt. that's a more of a work casual shirt. That's part Is of the that problem. Is that tucked in? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, I need to see. Yeah. You know why? You, because they, they had clothes, and they and you know I'm sure that somebody told them, hey, he's a big guy, right? And they planned ahead. But you can never plan ahead for my gut because people always underestimate it. That's one. Of the, I'm underestimated on many things, including my gut. Really? Yeah, because I'm so deep that no shirt can go that deep. So, so I'm sure that it was really tight on me, so I didn't tuck it, and they made sure to take the pictures at chest yeah. level. Yeah. And there's places too. Just going back to the whole shirt thing, there are places that will make a custom shirt. To every measurement for you, I think online yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Wait, about. Yeah, is that and what you're not, talking They're yeah. not even, they're not, they're not crazy. And they're not yeah. that much more money either. Yeah. I mean, they're not, I, I, for many cases, they're no more money, they're less than $100. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, no, that, that's not the right, at the bare minimum, it's not the right combo for you. If the shirt, I don't like the jacket at all on you, uh, because it's loud. The jacket is deliberately loud, so you have to have, a, to wear that jacket and pull it off, you have to be, a style, a stylistic person. You have to you have to be a guy who be like, of course you can pull off that jacket because you're you, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I, but if you were wearing a a white shirt, I would I would uh, I, I could tolerate that uh, that that jacket more. Well, I like it, but I also like now that that Ben said it's loud. It's sort of it's finally there's something louder than you, right? There's a <laughs> jacket, right. sort of the juxtaposed. Yeah. So that's it's it's a nice it's too much of a clash, is Ben's point. You're I'm. Plenty loud enough without having a loud jacket. Yeah, it's too uh, much. In a photo, you don't. Know but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the uh, that website uh, tonight. There's some prep you have to do. You have to do some measuring. Wendy's gonna have to do some uh, measuring of you, and then you send it in, and then they, and then they send shirts, and you go. I don't want them to be tucked in, and then you have them, and and they measure your gut. I didn't even get it from him. I was just about to, yeah. to mention Josh because Josh uh, could pull off that jacket potentially. Because he's a style. Yeah, yeah, no, he could. That's right. Yeah. Because he's got style, right? Mm -hmm. uh, most people wouldn't wear that kind of jacket. <laughs> but you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, let's, I can't help it. Let's do politics, okay? Um, so um, I. The Blasio's running. <laughs> yeah, okay. But you know what? Let's talk about that. Because yeah. it, it just got announced. I wasn't on the show today, I wasn't on the Young Turks today. So. What's he doing? I don't get it. I, I honestly, I didn't get what Tulsi was doing. I mean, I do. I'm not. I know politics. They're building up name recognition. Well, it's not just name recognition. In this huge, enormous, crazy big field, De Blasio thinks, okay, I can win New York. If I win New York, I get a, a lion's share there. You don't have to win very many. I don't. I obviously, I disagree with him, but this is what he's thinking. You don't have to win that much anywhere in order to. To kind of start building it up, and that's what his thinking is: is that okay? I'm from New York; it's a big state. Gillibrand's not winning anything here. I have a shot at it. It's a huge city. I won twice here with a lot of votes, raw numbers. Those numbers will contribute to what share I get. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Can, you know, at a bare minimum, I can be a, a broker of some sort at a convention. Which you know, again, I just made fun of this on a season recap I did of Veep. You know, the number of conversations that we've had. And we'll continue to have about a brokered convention. Yeah, I mean, which would be great. Never, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Right. Never, right. Never but it happen. is. But it, but it, with the conversations will happen again and again. Now, in this sort of wide open field, whether you agree with this analysis or not, it will tell you one school of thought among the establishment out there. Right. Every part of the establishment, whether that's really people at the papers in Washington and the networks in Washington and New York, uh, here's what they will say. Bernie Sanders is never going to be president of the United States. Elizabeth yeah, Warren, that's what they say Elizabeth, every day. Right, Elizabeth Warren's never going to be president of the United States. And and this is not just I'm not just, I'm talking broad establishment. So plenty of just people, mm. right? They'll just Bernie Sanders never going to be president. Elizabeth Warren's never going to be president. And you know what? Joe, Joe Biden this is not his time. It's got to be somebody younger coming, right? This and, is exactly what they think. And yes. then and then yeah. they can go on. Kamala Harris and Cory Booker aren't going to be president because boy, we just saw the backlash to what happened when we had a black president last time. And so, if that's if you start with that logic, which is flawed, I think, in a lot of levels, but a ton of people hold, right, Michael? I mean, there's a no this country is filled. Yeah. Millions of people believe that who are going to vote in the primary. 
Well, then if you're Bill, Bill de Blasio, you're like, well, then I'll be one of the other people who mm -hmm. run. Yeah. Who do yeah. I have to yeah. be? John Hickenlooper? But I, I think everything you're saying is true. It's still, I still don't get why de Blasio. Yeah, I still don't get why de Blasio. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they, exactly. there's a good reason for that. Look, so the, where you deviated from what is actually 100% reality is when you said Kamala Harris, et cetera, can't win. No, the establishment believes Kamala Harris can win. And and before Biden came out so strong, they thought Kamala Harris would win. Let me let me let me let me object to the, because I now think I get a sense of what sometimes my objection is to you with the establishment. What you consider the establishment is too big. They don't all agree. And no, then, of course. But I mean, I, but you do have to talk in some generalities. I got it. But I know tons of people who think that nominating, uh, while they consider themselves to be perhaps progressive, certainly liberal, certainly would love Obama to have a third term. But they think, boy, the mistake right now against Donald Trump would be to nominate a black candidate. God, they're so wrong. Oh, I got so it, but I mean, wrong. I hear it plenty. So I, 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 I also think they're wrong, but it, people are saying that. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I hear you. So, yeah. so if you have that manner of thinking, and then if you're Bill de Blasio, you think if is Elizabeth Warren, or certainly Bernie Sanders, and probably Elizabeth Warren can't be president, maybe not because she's progressive, maybe it's because we go, oh, we, we, we have such a rich history of nominating women, there's such a huge sample size, we've never won with a woman, right? Mm -hmm. um, then who got 2.8 million more votes than the other guy, that, that maybe that's why they're dismissing Elizabeth Warren. But if you think then that these two progressives can't win and you're a progressive like Bill de Blasio, you think, well, then I'll, I'm the guy who's gonna come in and take that because we know Beto isn't and we know Mayor Pete isn't, so he thinks it'll be him. And there's another thing, there's another thing, well, he can't hurt himself much more than he's already hurt himself in general. I mean, there's another thing about this, which is that these, you know, Bill de Blasio is looking at it as if, you know, we're gonna go with the premise that I don't think Bernie Sanders can win. Um, I think Joe Biden's, something's gonna happen to Joe Biden at some point where they're gonna sour on him. And then it's anybody's ball game. Why don't I just get into that ball game with Eric Swalwell and John Delaney and Steve Bullock and because John Because how Hickenlooper. are they doing? What's go it? ask them how they're, they're doing. They're not doing well because Biden's doing well there. And because Sanders eats up a certain uh, chunk. And then he says after that fades, it's May of 2019, after that fades, there's gonna be a big piece of pie for somebody. Why don't I just get in line? Yeah, I hear you. I just, I totally understand that logic. That's I, the logic. Yeah. I'm not saying that yeah. he's right. I'm no, just saying he's not. And I know that not. you guys don't yeah. think that that is the correct analysis. You're just explaining what the analysis yeah. is for why he entered. But it drives me crazy when people can't see clearly. Uh, but the thing that it drives me the craziest is when people insist on irrationality. That's when I really get my dander up. So like Kamala Harris is not my favorite candidate. If you tell me she can't win because she's black or she's a woman, I'm gonna defend her to the hilt. I'm gonna, all of a sudden I'm gonna be Kamala Harris's biggest champion, right? Because it's just not true, it's just not true. The, the, the other factors are so much larger, so much larger that it dwarfs those issues even if you think they're real issues. Anyway, uh, and and so the, the problem with, uh, first of all, there is no lane for the Swalwells of the world. It just isn't, they keep thinking there is. First of all, if there was, Buttigieg already took your lane and ran with right, it, but, and it's already over but and that's you don't what I'm know saying, it. That's what happens in these elections, Jenk, when there are bigger, when there are big fields. That the, the Gary Hart's who come out of nowhere have something. And guess what, one day a Jimmy Carter comes along and he becomes president. And yeah. Jimmy Carter was John Hickenlooper, right? I mean, oh. so, so, no, but <laughs> no, what I, no, no, but I'm talking about maybe the space. Maybe he was though, no, no, actually I'm back I'm talking then. about the space he took up. He was, and, and the kind of, he was sort of not very well known, uh, he was a Southern governor at the time, he was, there was an, a bit of anonymity to him, like there is to so many of these people, to people who don't talk about them every day. Like we know who John Hickenlooper is, but that's because yeah. that's what we do. The the whole side of that 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 people don't take into account is Eric Swalwell thinks he can be president, and he thinks that there will be a lane. The the fact that Pete Buttigieg came up and then went down that is even more impetus for him to continue running yeah, because I, he'll have his day in his estimation. I have in front of me, uh, how do I make this fucking bigger? Um, I have in front of me, and it's gonna be super awkward because I'm gonna have to look at it like this. Uh, okay. Polling from uh, uh, the, oh there, yeah. solved. Uh, polling from the 1976 Democratic mm. field conducted between January and June of 1975. I don't know why that would be relevant for Henry Scoop Jackson? Uh, Mo Udall, George Wallace, right. polling oh, well, yeah. at twenty percent with the leader. Nineteen. I wasn't going in order, by the way. Yeah, uh, his name recognition. He had the highest name recognition too. Second highest name recognition and coming in at fifteen point three percent. Hubert Humphrey. Yep. Right. That's Joe Biden. 
right? Mm -hmm. Eight years as vice president. Sure. But, with, but without the loss as, without having lost. Well, actually, no, he, yeah, he same lost. thing. No, yeah, he almost, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost, almost and, and a losing yeah. presidential candidate. Very sim similar, not exact, but similar. Yeah. Uh, Scoop Jackson uh, at 10.7%. Uh, 10, 10 he would have been a great president. By the way, there were like, I think, three polls, right? As mm -hmm. opposed to 372. Uh, uh, Ed Muskie, 8.7 from 72, had been a front runner for a while in 72. George McGovern, 8.3, uh, you know, Democrats not wanting to repeat that. John, then you take a big drop down. John Glenn at three. No, Mo Udall? Uh, Mo Udall's coming. Okay. Uh, John Glenn at three after John Glenn. Uh, James Earl Carter? Julian Bond, oh, 2.0. Oh, Michael's friend, Julian Bond at 2.3%. Uh, at Lloyd wow. Benson at two. Adlai Stevenson the third at two. Wow. Mo Udall at 1.7%. John Lindsay. Oh, yeah. No. Your, your, your Bill de Blasio came Yeah, at, for sure. At, at the mayor John of New York. John Lindsay. 1.7%. Then we have four candidates at 1%. Jerry Brown, Birch Bayh, Evan Bayh's dad, Fred Harris from... Mm, Fred Harris, I'm not... America. Um, <laughs> uh, uh at all at all these candidates at 1.0% and and one of those is Jimmy Carter. Yeah. I hear you. It's not 1976. Uh, but, but it's I know so there are I, dynamic there are human dynamics that don't change either. Yeah. So, so th that gets us to the core of the issue, which is yes, but who are they? And and do they have a chance based on the substance? So, I should give Swalwell a little bit of credit because he at least had the enough uh, savviness to pick a lane. And his lane is guns. Guns. Uh, okay, I'm the most for gun control. And so, if you want to end the gun problem, you go for Swalwell. Okay. Hey, at least you know maybe maybe a fighter's chance, right? Maybe that issue gets. I was about to say smoking hot, but uh, like, but seriously, like, really, uh, it, imagine if there were like a massacre a day. Oh, right, there is. Okay, so but may, two massacres a day. I don't know. But at least he picked something. Hickenlooper is the worst of the worst. Hickenlooper is like, I'm just a general corporate Democrat, and I just think rich people are kind of awesome. And uh, but hey, guess what? 19 other people in this race agree with me. Right. He's. Uh, I mean. Right. And yeah, I mean, I. I what your case is? Well, you know, I'm from the middle of the country. I was governor of Colorado. But he oversaw a good state economy. Right, I mean, he makes, a, you know, governor he, of a, uh, I'm just saying, governor of a swing state, and wants to be the to him uh, until certainly until Biden got in the race, and and as as we were, as as we learned on old school last week, uh, didn't we learn on old school last yes, week that, that Hickenlooper yeah. asked Biden to yes. endorse him, right? Oh, right, indeed. And then I can't remember what what did Biden say? Biden said, <laughs> "I'm going to need you to go ahead." and I can't believe this is happening again this week. <laughs> That's right. I remember now. Um, I did. I couldn't think of it. Um, and uh, so if you're, uh, so you know, uh, so Hickenlooper thinks he was going to be the guy who Biden is now being, who says, um, uh, "Look, man, these guys, these this party has gone too far to the left, mm -hmm. and we're a mainstream party, and we're going to work with Republicans, and we're going to be practical, and Trump's awful, and that was going to be his thing. It just hasn't caught on." At all, and I, you know, and I'm with you. I don't think it's going. And he should run for Senate. <laughs> and he should definitely uh, take that message and 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 turn it left 78 degrees right. and and run for the Senate. So without belaboring it, which he can't do, by the way. There, there, there's the Hickenloopers of the world who have no chance at all, uh, and they're just mainstream. What, what, blah, right? Uh, and and, but De Blasio is not in that camp. De Blasio is making a mistake for a different reason. So if I was a, a progressive politician and I was considering running for president, I, look, I'm gonna tell you my honest assessment, I would never run against Bernie Sanders. Uh, I think it's a terrible mistake. Uh, and I, I wouldn't run against Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I would think those are your two leaders. And so what am I doing here? Like, what am I gonna out left them? No, I'm not. And you know that. Am I gonna out principle Bernie Sanders? No, I'm not. Am I gonna out policy Elizabeth Warren? No, I'm not. So by raising my hand and saying, "Oh yeah, it's going to be me," to me it comes off as uh, a little desperate, a little foolish, and what, like, and 
and self-aggrandizing. Like, what are you doing? Well, they're, like, they're all self-aggrandizing. They're running no, for president. No, I hear you. I know. I know. It's and that's silly of me to even yeah. like think that a politician wouldn't self-aggrandize. But I genuinely, I guess, I look at it from my perspective. I genuinely care about policy. Right. Well, and if we're, if you're a progressive who deeply cares about policy, what are you doing in the race, gumming up the works? Well, I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, because the presumption is it gums up the works, right? I don't know that. I don't know that another progressive in the race gums up the works. No, I hear you. Yeah. And, the, and the good counter argument is more progressive voices yeah, is right. better. It amplifies the message. I even and and look, I believe that. I I had Mike Gravel on the show the other day and. And was my, he in that 1972? He was not in that 1976. <laughs> he was in the but, Senate, though. Yeah. But we did share a hot tub. That's right, <laughs> you, you did. did. You yeah, shared a hot tub right. with Mike. Well, Kruger. I mean, we, we <laughs> both shared the hot tub at different times. Right. The well, Mankowitz lived in the Gravel yes. house. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, okay, yeah. unfortunately, the YouTube audience love you. Uh, but get the free podcast, totally free. Get the hour of old school. And then if you want to get the whole hour and a half, we, we do go on and on. Uh, TYT.com slash join to become a member. Uh, thank you, guys. Podcast. Let's keep going. So, so I, I think the, I'm interrupting everything for the Mike Gravel hot tub story. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. But I think De Blasio. There are progressives also who hear the same thing. Who especially connected progressives like Bill De Blasio is, who think Bernie Sanders doesn't have a chance to win. Like whether whether it's because that not enough voters that there's this core support of voters and it won't go beyond that, or because to your point, or the establishment will do whatever they can to stop him, or whatever. And he thinks. That's true too. Like he may well think, I agree with Bernie. I love everything Bernie's done. I know he's going to get stopped, and I am more mainstream. I'm younger, uh, and 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 I will fill that gap. See, and I want to be and I want to be running for president when that happens. Well, already, there's a significant mistake there. When when you you then have to position yourself as quote unquote more mainstream than Bernie. And then you hurt yourself with progressives. But I don't. I don't think you do have to. You care. You were focused in this conversation far too much on policy and not enough on what people think. They're going to agree on policy. You don't have to do anything. You just have to have made some points in the race that land. Try yeah. to jump up some media attention and be there when Bernie Sanders is defeated physically by leaving the race or is dealt such a blow by a loss somewhere that he becomes unviable. And there's this knee-jerk thing, and Ben and I have talked about it before, so that, 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 oh, you can't talk about the horse race. You can't talk about the horse race. You have to talk about policy and issues. It's a horse race. Mm -hmm. At the end, what matters is who wins the race. And, 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 and it doesn't mean that the issues don't matter. They're a huge part of that horse race. But Bill de Blasio sees a huge field, like at the Kentucky Derby, where Country House wins who thought Country House would be? Well, his owner said, let's get in the race, right? Yeah, he was and 65 that, to 1. He was 65 to 1, he ran. This isn't actual yeah. horse racing. I know that, and they're obviously different dynamics. So I'll end this part of the conversation with just this, right? It, that the block, like my gut is, I think, pretty finely attuned to the progressive base. I'm not saying the whole Democratic Party, I'm saying the progressive base. I'm sure it is, yeah. Right. And, and when Mike Gravel runs, they think, go get him, Mike. Right, because he's, he's a, doing. He's got his lane, which is anti-war under any and all circumstances. Right, he's a protest candidate. He yeah. knows it, right? And he and he and yeah. he admits it, and he knows it, and etc. Right, uh, and and Tulsi's also anti-war, and she has a, a lane too. It's definitely different because Tulsi could be a real candidate in in a in a real in a different race, right? In a different race for president in a different time, but De Blasio is. A significant person, and I think that the progressive base then thinks a bridge too far, right? Like, like well, what if they're you do scared? I mean, they're scared the way. Listen, look what the progressive base did successfully to Beto O'Rourke. I mean, everybody talked about him as being established and established. The fear from the Sanders people, as I've learned, is it was Beto O'Rourke having been perceived by all of those Sanders people when he ran against Cruz as the next messiah for Texas. Well, we can't have him you know, rain on Bernie's parade now. Let's paint him as what, what it turns out we can paint him as. you know, And, and that seems to have worked to some degree because Beto can't get off the ground. So that I mean that so that's also what happened. So when you see somebody like Bill de Blasio who might take a bite out of that, I, you can see them pushing him away because no, he's but got that. see, I, I like I like De Blasio a lot, okay, and I don't even mind the like that. It doesn't the critique of him from the left, like oh, he shouldn't have done the Amazon deal, etc. I, I don't I, it, that doesn't hold much water for me. I still think he's 
really good progressive and a really good mayor. I don't buy the critique of him from rich folks in New York, on and on and on. I'm actually worried about him. I think that he's gonna ruin, not ruin, but hurt his street cred a little bit. If I was advising him, I would have told him don't run. But where does he go? I mean, where's the mayor? Because in order to run, you have to say, you cannot go to the left of Bernie. You've gotta go to the right of Bernie, and that's gonna hurt your street cred. You see what I'm saying? But what, why is it, but what does his street cred matter? He's a term limited mayor. I mean, I guess he could do what Bloomberg did and try and get the city council to change the charter, but he's a term limited no, mayor. No, no, no. He, he's not gonna. What, what, run for governor, run for senator. It's, it will run New for York mayors day. don't go on to win things. I mean, Rudy Giuliani, you know. <laughs> well, they don't I mean, run for president. <laughs> well, they, they have run for president. Lindsey, Giuliani. I mean, yeah. I, I think he's looking for good so press. So if, if I was still Bill de Blasio's advisor, I'd say, Chuck Schumer's seat's got your name written all over it. Man up, man up, let's go, because I'm now in Veep apparently. Right, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and by the way, I wanna talk about that too. I don't know, we're gonna to have to do a spoiler on if, if we talk about that. But it's already aired, there's spoilers, okay. get over it. So anyway, I'd say, look, are you, are you going to be a relevant person in politics or are you not? If you are, go take on Chuck Schumer, okay? And then you'll then you'll all progressives will rally. I don't know that you beat him because he's Chuck Schumer, but you actually have a shot. I don't know if you know what happened in the state of New York, where there was a, a powerful Democrat who was apparently invincible that turned out not to be invincible. That's a race you can win, and that's a race that will rally progressives nationally around you and make you a national figure that people are interested in. You go take on Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. And you're gonna lose some of that yes. momentum rather than gain that momentum. Maybe, I, I, here's what I would say to you. I'd say two things, that if you weren't you, and you were you watching this from afar. If you were, say, the guy in your avatar picture. Right, <laughs> right. somebody totally unlike you. With right. a square right. jaw. Right, square jaw, trim, lady killer. <laughs> um, would you say, boy, man, these Bernie Sanders supporters seem to be afraid of Bill de Blasio? No, not at all, uh, because I know me. <laughs> No, I'm not remotely afraid of Bill de Blasio. I mean, there's nothing to be afraid of, I like Bill de Blasio. So if Bill de Blasio was president, I'd probably be ecstatic. So like, what about, as I opposed to what, Beto, also, who's a fake, I, I, who's a I also phony. think what Ben means, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what Ben means, no, but, 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 but I think that, that Afraid that he's going to take a chunk out of Bernie too. That's what not, you yeah, Bernie. not not that he's going to beat Bernie. Yeah. but if we we no, have this no, number, really, we need I to swear get to, to God. Okay. I mean, I don't have to swear to you guys. You know, I'm being straight up. I'm worried about De Blasio. Oh, he, there are other things to worry about. Like, I, no, he's a relevant political figure. Don't don't go and ruin it by doing something silly. But he's not a well-known figure. I mean, I'm looking here as his his. He's an unknown candidate with little, I'm reading from 538, not Nate. Uh, an unknown <laughs> candidate, not enough. with our nemesis, Nate. Uh, so By the way, Nate just responded to me on Twitter. Uh, so we'll get to that uh, an unknown candidate with little support in the polls. There are already several white men who fit that description. In a March Monmouth University poll, 58% of registered Democrats surveyed said they had either never heard of de Blasio or had no opinion of him. So I also, 18% said they had a favorable opinion. Uh, uh, one same poll found one percent of voters already favored De Blasio in the primary uh, back in uh, in March. So, um, if you're De Blasio and you were relatively unpopular in New York for a second term mayor, right, who has anger, managed to anger a lot of people, mainstream Democrats who uh, and and New York's sort of moneyed interest who feel that he's incompetent to yeah. some extent. You read that a lot. I mean, the number of people I follow on Twitter who were mocking him today for running was. I, you know, since I'm not really in that crowd, I was surprised by. Obviously, the right hates him, uh, and some liberals hate him now, or angry at him because of the the Amazon deal and and for a couple other issues. So, you think this is an opportunity for me to change? You say he's a popular guy. He isn't. So here's an opportunity for him to go do something else and change that dynamic. <coughs> um, and I think being in the race, if something happens to Bernie, he thinks that he is going to be the he's going to carry the that banner. Um, might, might. So it's funny. I, I was ready to make fun of him because everybody running now who isn't in the top ten feels like is wasting their time and yeah. breath and money. But that process will work itself out. I mean, it always does. Yeah. <coughs> First of all, the relevant thing about De Blasio is not that he's white. So even that characterization is weird. The the relevant thing about him is he's a progressive. So you would put them 
<clears throat> in that category and then say, does he have a lane? So it's incorrect political analysis. But Whereas if you said Hickenlooper is- That was 85% into this piece. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys, I got a cough. But Hickenlooper and Steve Bullock and et cetera, and 28 other people, yeah, generic white Democrat, well, they That's all, the they all have a, a something that they think sells them. Steve Bullock thinks I'm I won in a state that that Trump won by a zillion points. Uh, Jay Inslee thinks that I can I've actually done climate change and climate sensitive legislation in my state successfully. I'm going to take that like Swalwell's taking guns. Yeah, and yeah. We, we found somebody. There's something for everybody, right? <laughs> and, 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 and if you're and if you're and if you're De Blasio, you also think, hey man, like uh, this guy's. 37 years old and mayor of South Bend. Yeah. I'm the mayor of New York, goddamn city. Right. You know, uh, and 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 I have a and I have real uh, 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 progressive street cred. So I mean, I've talked myself into. I understand why he ran from yeah. when this conversation started. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, but I mean, you know, I have so much more to say, but I don't want to spend the whole show on De Blasio. So uh, let's go to Nate Silver. We should definitely keep talking about our. We have to do a draft. And uh -huh. we have to do. We should also have a, a like a knockout pool, mm -hmm. like yeah. who goes first, you know, oh, like who I, drops out, who first. drops out. Sure, know. yeah, of course. We and should. also, Let's do all like that. when the, the date yeah, right. of the first yeah. drop, right? And so, and I don't want people to misinterpret me. Like the bottom ten, I'm not against the bottom ten, and I'm not saying the bottom ten don't have a chance. I I would never say that. It depends. It depends, right? So Andrew Yang has much more of a chance than probably. 15 of those guys because he's different. It's like he he could catch a spark because he is so different than the rest and people don't like politicians and he's not a politician. So he's got a that's a fighter's chance. Like that's your 65 to 1. You know who right? seems like a politician? Bill de Blasio. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a, that 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 is baggage he carries. Yeah, is Steve Bullock if he ran as a like if he went also, the wall populist out of Montana would stand a chance. Uh, I keep forgetting his name these days, and that's the problem with him. The guy who used to be governor, the Democrat who was governor before him, um, if he had run in oh, Brian, Schweitzer. Brian Schweitzer, Brian Schweitzer, if he had run in uh, 2016, he would have had a fighter's chance. But the Clinton people apparently offered him Secretary of Labor or something, and then he got the hell out of the race. And like there were supposedly other had, reasons they kept him out, but they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're but. I don't know them, um, yeah. but uh, the but but it, like a populist like that would have a chance. But standard Joe politician, Seth Moulton. <laughs> Forget about Seth Moulton and Tim Ryan. I mean, Tim Ryan's running. Tim Tim was on the show the other day, yeah, and it was a friendly but tough interview. And and but the problem with Tim is he doesn't have a lane. I mean, yeah, I, I have lane is Ohio. Lane. His lane, yeah, is Ohio. that's exactly what I was going to say. Look for TV pundits. To say I love you, I don't. <laughs> but like, what? It's not personal. Is my point. It, Ohio is not a lane. Colorado is not a lane. Minnesota is not a no, lane. No, but but to them it is. I agree. It's not a lane. Uh, there there are very few people for whom, you know, a state is a lane, right? And mm -hmm. and and Tim Ryan and Ohio are not that match. Look, if you now to go back to the talk that I mocked, and now I'm going to participate in the brokered convention talk. So you know, we saw it on. It was in Veep. Right, mm -hmm. you know that was a big part of the of Veep's final season and the final episode. You know, it, it, you you can make a difference. It, it, you know, if if somebody has all the or most of the Ohio delegates and most of the Florida delegates, yeah. they can. Uh, and then when things get opened up, you know, and again, it, I mean, I would say there, there's certainly more of a chance of a brokered convention at the Democrats in 2020 than in 2016. Yeah, but I don't think that that's why these people are running. Like, I don't think I, that I just, motivates you to to run for president as though I could be make a difference at a brokered convention. Well, I mean, if you I think, think all these people think they can win and they all feel they have a lane from Tim I got Ryan, it, but those are, Tarek Swalwell. We're making the same point because yeah. I'm saying if it is, if it ends, but part, either one of those arguments starts with, I capture my state and I capture it powerfully, and it's a big state with a lot of delegates, right? I mean, Tim Ryan thinks I don't win Ohio, and that's gonna, right? That's gonna propel me in some capacity. I, I oh, don't agree with it either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So let, let, let's keep going. So, um, so Nate uh, said uh, we're. Um, by the way, you know, I, ah, one last thing, not about the candidates. Anna the other day said, you really want to run for office, don't you, right? And I said, no, I don't, uh, but I, I'll put a big asterisk on it. 
Because uh, so, you do? No. <laughs> I, I wish Young Turks would hurry up and be incredibly successful and empower the audience and bring change and get the Constitution around and do all that. So one of my fantasies is to retire into uh, a camp, being a campaign manager. Like, let me manage a campaign and I'd love to see what I could do, right? Be like, okay, no, 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 now we're not playing anymore, okay? Now do it this way, not because I'm positive it's gonna work, although come on, let's be honest, I am. Okay, but because I'd love to see if it works. Like, have I been full of shit all of these years? Or maybe that it is right. Wouldn't it be great to see, wouldn't it be fun to see, right? And so, look, in a sense, we kind of did it with just Democrats, but and then you could say, in a sense, well, that was a mixed bag. I mean, we had some historic, amazing victories, but I didn't run those campaigns, right? And so that's a little disconnected in that way, and and we had plenty of losses. So I'd love to just be a campaign manager and go, this is what we're gonna do. And, and I'm kidding about I know that I would win. No, I think, of course, of course, I think I we my candidate would win if it's the right candidate. But it'd be so fun to see if if. If all these theories were actually correct, right? So anyway, speaking of foolish, that's what Nate Silver called us a couple of days ago on his podcast. In so uh, many words? Literally, yeah. Okay. Which is, I'm not sure I've ever, I mean, I, that's a funny thing to say. I was gonna say, I'm not sure I've ever heard him say that about anybody. But I've never listened to his podcast. Right, I'm sure he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't just, write, he doesn't write it. I'm sure he says right. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he pulls it. But he, he definitely, he definitely said it with purpose. Well, no, his, he used the Young Turks as an example of of misrepresenting polls in his yeah. in his. And now, of course, the reality is he's full of shit because his thesis one he was totally mischaracterized what we said on air. I'll save that for tomorrow's Young Turks. Uh, but two, his I'll the, tune in. Yeah, so well, there you go. Uh, his thesis. I'm just kidding. I won't. His thesis was. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> was that uh, we're biased and we like Bernie Sanders, so we want him to win. So, golly gee, we don't know how to look at polls and analysis. No, gosh, gosh I want Bernie to win so much. I think these polls are bad. Okay, come on. I can't <laughs> believe that somebody would go on a broadcast and then use a childish mimicky voice to discredit what somebody else said. That's outrageous, Jack. <laughs> Don't you think? I, yeah, I can't believe okay, it. What finally, <laughs> someone understands what I'm saying. Anyway, so I said, look, we're gonna address the smears tomorrow on the show. On Twitter, Kyle Kalinske from Secular Talk jumps in and goes, hey, data boy, check this out. Mm-hmm. Typical Kyle, data boy, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he has like three headlines from 538 saying Trump definitely will not win the Republican nomination, okay? And so then I jumped in with my typical, um, well, you'll see, and mm-hmm. you'll roll your eyes. I saw it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so say it, I didn't see Yeah, it. by the way, Nate, uh, you wanna know who correctly predicted Trump would win the Republican nomination, even though I despise him? Yep, me, I knew that that's the part that would bother you two the most. <laughs> uh, because unlike you, my analysis is not biased. Should be yep, I. <laughs> that would have been the only thing more unbearable. <laughs> but I wanted to get a little under his skin with a yep me, yeah. right? And and he responds now in the middle of this show that we're recording. Uh, predictions are one thing. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time and the track record shows we, we get things right more often than not, which is not to say always. But facts are another and you all ought to stop misinforming readers about basic facts about polls. Except that we told them exactly what the poll did. John explained that NA and not applicable on the CNN poll did not mean that they did not poll people under the age of 50. It meant that it was not a representative sample. And Nate did fine thing on his podcast where he then added to it and said, look, the way that that works is they do a multiplier on those. And so since they don't have enough of a sample, they'll do a 1.5x or 2x. If he had done that, great, no problem. But we didn't say they didn't poll anybody under 50. And they made it seem like we said that. In fact, at one point, Nate literally said that. And so why is he saying things we didn't say? Because we were, look, probably because we've criticized him in the past and probably got it got under his skin. But he's, and in that sense, he's also letting that bias get in the way of his analysis of us. And, and the, the establishment thinks that they don't have a perspective. And that is nuts. And it, again, drives me 
uh, insane because, <laughs> note that irony by the way, they're nuts, that's why I'm insane about it, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because they're like, oh no, as Jay Rosen, the excellent media critic from NYU uh, puts it, they have the, uh, the, it's the view from nowhere, okay? Well, what I'm saying is obviously the correct thing and, and so what, whoever deviates from me is weird or radical or biased, right? I am not biased because I have the correct position. Well, go ahead and as Joe Biden would tell Hickenlooper, off, right? So no, you don't have the position. That is not a thing. So if we go and say, all right, hey guys, you wanna go to the movies or sit, sit on the couch? The guy goes, nope, I have no position on this, I'm staying on the couch. No, you do have a position, you're staying on the couch. No, I'm not doing anything. So I'm correct and you're incorrect for wanting to go to the movies. You're biased for go, not incorrect. You're biased for wanting to go to the movies because I want to do nothing. But that's a thing. That's a thing. So everyone on TV is status quo is awesome. It's like they're in a Lego movie, right? And and then they turn around and you say, oh, you're biased because you don't agree with the status quo. No, you're biased because you love the status quo. Okay. How does this relate to the whether Trump should be impeached in that poll? I mean, I legitimately am lost. No, no, those are two separate topics. So Nate Silver did two topics. One was should Trump be impeached, and the other, and the other one, one was whether the young Turks is full. Oh, of shit. Right. Um, it was a poll about Biden. Um, it was a poll about Biden. Yeah, uh, because what, what he seems to be saying is about oh, I thought it was facts about the, but the thing he links to it's about the Lego movie. The 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 podcast headline is should Democrats worry about the downsides of impeaching Trump? I thought that's what it was about. You, you, you're saying that the poll that. He is taking issue with your taking issue with him about was a Biden poll. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. When you framed it that way, that did really sound exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look, Jenk, as you know, America's talking about it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they can't get enough. Yeah, they get the silver Uger feud. Right. And they're wondering if silver's right now polling the Ufer issue. Right, right, yeah, I'm sure he is. And you know, I, 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 and you know, I don't, I don't know what. Of course, everybody has has some bias, and I think that I'm sure Nate does too. But I mean, most of his bias is trying to get people to understand numbers, right? And, yeah. And he, and he's been wrong, and he was, and as 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 Kyle so eloquently pointed out, they were wrong about Trump, which which I, I don't, I read Nate pretty regularly, and they have certainly owned up to and admitted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's, I think, gets most protective over his methodology, right? right? He gets like yeah. all pollsters do. Yeah. yeah, and then when he starts explaining the methodology, I gotta go click on something else. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll stay on the couch. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Look, last thing I'll say on that because it, it it really is in the weeds uh, is that um, his thesis in the book, if I'm uh, got it right, because I I did that original analysis of his book a long time ago, but. Is that the party, the candidate that the party favors is going to win? And he did that based on historical analysis, and that analysis is correct, except that that history has changed, and and it changed right about the time he was writing that book. And so his bias comes in wanting to prove himself right, which is very normal, and which I, you know, Maybe. if I have a bias, that's it. Well, I right? mean, yeah, of course, but I mean, right. we don't know that he tried to prove himself. It, no, it's just it, subconscious. It's, yeah, maybe, but I mean, you, and you also don't know if it's permanently. You don't changed. know if it's permanently it changed. Yeah. It, it changed for it, Trump. That it, could be an aberration too. The same way some people think yeah. that the. I mean, the it would Trump be you know, you guys are both very reasonable people. You'd be obviously he'd be a very fun guest to have uh, on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, so I'm curious because I I immediately told our guest booker get Nate Silver on the show, right? Mm -hmm. So you know me, my my guess is that if Nate came on the show. He'd be shocked at what a reasonable conversation we have. Yeah, right. And I think you'd probably be shocked that this guy doesn't seem, you know, this guy, no, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I know who Nate Silver right, is. Yeah. I don't think he's a wild-eyed madman. I've said now about well, 14 times, Nate is better than the rest, right? So I would have less criticism of him than the average analyst, probably by a long shot. So I'm tweaking him around the edges, and partly because I. I trust them more. Like yeah. I, I want him to do better, right? Well, I hope he hears this part, and I, I hope he comes on the show because yeah. I, because I, I, let me tell you, when I don't listen to that, I'm going to be disappointed in myself. <laughs> so because, but what? And it's understandable why people have the wrong impression of me or Young Turks or whatever, because they see one minute online of me yelling, yelling, right, right, right. or exasperated, right? Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. because I do yell, because right. I, as you just saw a minute ago, because I genuinely am frustrated. I yell more when the 
when everyone agrees to a fiction. It goes back to my thing against irrationality. I can't have it, I can't stand it. That's why I got into and continue to get into such big fights with the Russia gate guys. Because I believe they're acting irrationally, they believe I'm acting irrationally. Who are the Russia gate guys? So the folks who think that Trump has no connection to Russia at oh, all right. and is as innocent as the driven snow. See, right. I did it again. Because <laughs> people who are in that side are like, that's not what we said. Right. And, 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 but, they, but I mean, in some cases, they take it much farther that those of, those of us who believe there is some connection and that when we learn it, it's gonna be super interesting. And not as any of us thought here at the table that there was a secret plan to mm -hmm. deliver the election to Trump that they knew about. But there's some connection, something that is certainly interesting and ought to be pursued. First of all, ought to be pursued because the Russians unquestionably meddled in the election. That's maybe the most gigantic political story ever, and it should have been investigated, and it was. Right, right yeah. That's unquestionably well, except true. Except the killing of Seth Rich. Right, <laughs> but then, uh, but that what's also uh, enormously uh, relevant in this is the thing I can't remember. So you know. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll say two things. So, look, guys, Hillary Clinton didn't have an aneurysm. It's okay. I got things oh. wrong. Like so, Anthony Weiner turns out did do it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that big a deal. I mean, how many things have I said I got wrong? A million, right? I was a Republican. I've changed my mind on so many things. Oh, you thought Hillary had an aneurysm? No. No. Oh, I thought. No, yeah. I'm oh, saying you're, you're why don't they down. just say right. Right. it's yeah. it's okay, guys? You got that one wrong. Yeah. There's still some of them, not everybody. Some of them are still holding on to it. Well, where the hell is the aneurysm, guys? Right. And like, don't be like the right wing and like, no, the FEMA camps are going to come in Obama's third term. No, they never came. There's no FEMA camps. There's no third there was term. No aneurysm. <laughs> There's no third term. Yeah. The, uh, but they they think that we're beating the drumbeat for war. No, I yeah, know, yeah. and that's why, I, and I yeah. get them, and and they're they're so mad at me because I come out so strong against some of their positions. But of course, I understand them better than uh, than the rest of the folks in the mainstream, etc. Like they don't want war. I don't want war. But you could not want war and still think, God damn it, it looks like there's a connection. So the the thing that took me put me over the top the other day was he gets a Trump gets a call from Putin comes out and says the Russians aren't in Venezuela it was like Baghdad Bob right, <laughs> right? the Americans are not in Baghdad Bob they're right behind you the <laughs> tanks are right behind you right they're in the camera shot so right good. and so and Trump's like no the Russians have no influence at all in Venezuela they're not trying to influence anything. And they're a positive influence. They have they, they only care about positive results for Venezuela. Put aside that he also changes Venezuela policy, which they will not concede, right? Um, how do you look at that and not think, oh, that's curious? Like I'm it doesn't have to change your mind. It doesn't have to be dispositive. But can I get uh that's curious? Right. Right? Oh, Trump the other day was trying to do a coup in Venezuela. Which I'm totally opposed to, if I, the Russia gay guys are, right? And rightfully so, and I'm with them on that. Uh, he's trying to do a coup in Venezuela, uh, and, and I use that as evidence that he is not in bed with Putin because Putin doesn't want a coup in Venezuela, and here's Trump trying to do a coup in Venezuela. Ha ha, Jenk, I got you, right? Then the next day, Trump comes out and goes, no, Russia's awesome in Venezuela. And, and then, by the way, according to the New York Times, no, Washington Post, Changed his policy and said, we're not doing anything in Venezuela anymore. And that is not evidence? No, come on. No. So sorry. That's that irrationality, I cannot abide. So even though I would probably and you shouldn't abide it either. I mean, yeah. nobody should. It's so even totally though I'm irrational. closer to their policy positions than almost anyone else in the spectrum, they probably dislike me more. Some of those folks dislike me more because of how strong I come out against them. And so that's what people see online. And that's why we get some of the, the reaction that we do. So that's a long way of saying it's understandable, but it isn't all of who we are. Yeah, it's a, one of the big problems in this whole manner of discourse that we have is, is reacting to little parts of what people said. Right, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, consistently. Consistently, yeah. I mean, you know, these people don't listen to the Young Turks and. And and you don't listen to Nate or read everything, and and therefore when there's a friction point, everybody then we go to war. Then we go to war. That's yeah. Right. yeah, right. And it's you know it's silly. Yeah, Michael, you're going to ask about warfare on, on social media. I think I think you've got the right guy <laughs> <laughs> to ask about. Sure. But but you know it's funny because Nate said it in his podcast too, and I'll agree with him on this as well. 
I think it was Nate, it's a crowded podcast. He said, no, you should fight back against the trolls. And and somebody else said, no, ignore them, whatever. No, we tried that, guys. I got news for you. That doesn't work. So I remember when we were gonna when we started ignoring Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and Crowder and all these guys rising up on the right because we were so much larger than them and we didn't want to give them oxygen. And it ignoring them doesn't work. They tried to ignore Donald Trump, didn't work, right? It just doesn't work. The, Try to ignore the swift boat veterans. It doesn't work. The, no, the, you have to go back and punch them in the face. Yeah, I mean, it started with the right, uh, with the left, and 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 mainstream Democrats, whoever you want to categorize the left, and and Rush Limbaugh. I mean, you know, in the in the mid late '80s, into the early '90s, like oh, this crackpot, right, right? You right. know, and then it turned out there was an audience there and a movement, and uh, and 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 no ability then to combat it when it started to get taken seriously. You know what, in a sense, you can say that the establishment, again, don't take it, like, I get it, it's not a monolith, right? And um, is has ignored us, and perhaps to their peril. And so the people who did not ignore us was the right wing, because the right wing always saw danger in us, because we're populist. I think and we, they saw opportunity more than danger. In the beginning, that's right, because we caught not just right wing, but we caught a lot of people doing this. but. Funny enough, we're too nice. We didn't out them. But they would put in their videos on YouTube five years ago, seven years ago, three years ago, in videos totally unrelated to the Young Turks, in the tags, they would write Young Turks, Jenk Uger. And then they started writing Anna Kasparian. I was like, look at Anna. Okay, getting written in tags in videos she has nothing to do with because people want to be popular, right? And so they started doing that in the beginning just to just to ride off of us. Yeah. Or as the colloquial vernacular goes to ride our dick. And oh, really? Yes, and and they did that to some degree of success, but then continued to fight us because, well, who else? You know, we're the ones there. Yeah. Is uh, Pete Buttigieg going to go on that guy's show? Whose show? The, uh, the 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 guy who used to work here. I don't know. They, I think they were. Oh, to oh, Dave Rubin. Yeah. Why is that a possibility? Yeah, so yeah, Dave, yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. Dave, that he would is be going perfect. on. Edwin says that he is going on that D show. Dave, oh, yeah. so Dave uh, Edwin uh, now is upset with me for saying that he said he's going on that show. D Dave uh, reached out to uh, uh, the press secretary and said, you know, and then there was reaction. Some of it very tame that I read and like, man, don't do this. You don't know this guy gives a unchallenged voice to you know the alt right and to yeah. But as soon as we read, as soon as you read that portion, Ben. On old school of Buttigieg's book about how he called the social striking justice, janitors, yeah. etc., social, social justice, justice warriors. warriors. Oh, that's what and I, I thought, oh man, this guy's got Dave Rubin written all over him. I can't wait for that podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to come on, but they they were communicating to try and set something up. Well, look here, I, I don't now. So this is all nuance. I was about to say I don't care for Buttigieg. That's not remotely true. I think Buttigieg is a really interesting guy and has an interesting career ahead of him, etc. He is not my preferred candidate because. He's not progressive enough, and I don't believe he's genuine enough. But if I was Buttigieg's advisor, looking out for him, I'd say, do not go on Dave Rubin's show. I mean, if you thought you had any chance with progressives, that'll be that, right? At least progressives online. I don't even mean the whole progressive base, I mean online progressives. There's not one online progressive who would forgive Buttigieg for going on Dave Rubin's show. Like, oh, right next to Milo and Ben Shapiro and those guys, no. Anyway, Dave just wants to have a conversation. <laughs> okay. Well, the one good thing about going on a show is that he will not be challenged. <laughs> and he will bake Dave a cake. <laughs> okay, what else you guys got? Uh, I was depressed today the way I was when, uh, um, when Anthony Kennedy stepped down. The, like uh, uh, Alabama, yeah, and you know, and sort of on the heel. I was last week too for Georgia's bill, which is nearly as bad. Um, and uh, um, but then again today, um, yeah, because it's bad, and it's uh, man, I love to fight, so I get I get why we get misinterpreted sometimes, as that's all we do, because I I I look at that bill and I think bring it. Like, wake up, let's go, America, let's go. They but think of the things that you're not doing by, I mean, I I think you're right. But wouldn't it be nice not to have to bring it? Yeah, like, I mean, like, bring it's it elsewhere, crazy. take it's your energy and put it to something like 
Yeah, the other thing, get money out of, you know, the same thing you want to be talking about, money out of politics, which we can't get to, right? There's no... There's no room. Stop bringing it, really, is what it is. Like, stop bringing that legislation and stop accepting it. Well, that actually ties into one of the things I want to talk about, to what end and money in politics. And so, like, I... Biden, when he says, "Well, I'm gonna," uh, I, the Republicans are gonna have an epiphany after the election and work with me. Yeah. I, uh, okay, but uh, it, it misunderstands politics. But he's not alone. Almost everyone in the political sphere misunderstands politics. Good, well-meaning, wonderful people misunderstand politics. So we've got people that are fighting uh, 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 for the climate change crisis, and and they're trying to raise awareness. I got news for you, that worked. Three quarters of the country already thinks climate change is a disaster and we should do something about it. Yeah, you don't get that sense from television, but that's what the polling indicates. And in two, three years now, the people are talking about climate change in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada that weren't talking about it in 2015 at this point before the last election. So. Yeah, and so your issue is not whether people are persuaded enough, your issue is, the politicians are corrupt. They are not going to vote with you. It's not because their voters don't agree with you. They do agree with you. And so you, you and and so the correct analysis for Biden is no, I'm not going to work with Mitch McConnell. I'm going to break his goddamn back and drink his spinal fluid. And when I have crushed him on the fucking road in front of me, then I will get every policy passed. So in Alabama, the correct policy is hey guys, we are going to have a national conversation about abortion. Guess what? Two thirds to three quarters of the country agree. In fact, it's 70%. It's exactly 70%. Agree with us, not them. So, you know what you do in politics when 70% of the country is on your side? You crush the other guys. You don't debate them, you don't negotiate with them, you don't mediate. No, you go and destroy them. But Democrats go, enough with the goddamn butts. What do Republicans do? I am pro-life. I don't care that only 30% of the country is with me. It's actually less because some people don't know or not sure. I don't care that a quarter of the country is with me, three quarters are with you. I don't, I'm pro-life, everybody who's pro-life, go out there and vote on this issue and this issue alone until we beat the sons of bitches. And they win with a quarter of the country, how could you not see? How is there no logic that strength works in politics? It's not that complicated. All right, we gotta end the podcast, guys. I love you, remember, proceed from strength. TYT.com slash join and get the last half hour of old school. Thanks for listening to this free clip of old school. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at TYT.com slash join.